0: You can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want
1: to be
0: safe can't save us we
2: don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be saved are you guys ready for for the spicy? Uh, talk? yeah actually I uh, am because uh, I know of who it's section. coming from I'm sure okay Oh, it's coming! It's coming from okay. all directions, actually. <laughs> so this is from a Yahoo article talking with uh, Yuri. Did you say a Yahoo Yaku- about- article? <laughs> this is from the Yakuibian <laughs> <Towns. laughs> This is okay, from a Yahoo okay, article okay, okay, back. <laughs> talking with talking with Yuri, just about his reflections on the film. Um, so. And so still, Yuri's ultra-specific focus does mean that some of the harsher realities of time full pushed to the margins. Driving Miss Daisy doesn't entirely ignore the perils that came hand-in-hand with deeply ingrained racism and that dominated the life in the Deep South. So in a scene written expressly for the movie, Hoke is driving Davies to Mobile, Alabama. They're pulled over by the state police. While no violence occurs, the threat is heavy in the air. There's one time in the movie where Freeman's face registers a genuine fear for his life. We put that in the movie because a black man and a white woman driving through the South is not going to be an idyllic situation for people in those days, Yuri explains. I wanted the outside world to poke in a little bit. And then it goes on to say, it's also notable that in the encounter with the police is the only time that anyone in the film utters the N-word. And then... Yuri says, in my house, there was no harsh language. It was a very genteel society. I don't know with what the hope character had to put up with all the time. I know what he saw he saw his best friend's father lynched, and I know that there must have been a lot of indignities that happened to him. I know that he needed to make a living, and I know that he thought this was a good job. There's a whole lot of ugly stuff that went on. I know that, but not in my house, and not between my grandmother and Wilco.
0: Uh, what's, what's up with these,
2: <laughs> these directors? I'm really specifically thinking of... um."
0: Not black or white, but black or white is it feels, oh. feels the vibes. Black or white definitely feels the vibes. What's the what's diamond uh, Hantu with a baseball bat? Same kind of oh, same kind of different as me. What's up with these mm. white milk toast directors? A who are like directing their first Hollywood movie all of a sudden, and then with it they sure. use like racism of all things to tell a story but they don't want to like actually talk about the actual racist Mm -hmm. things that are going on in america like Mm -hmm. all the stuff is like Hmm. somebody said nigger in my movie but it was a cop and we would never say that because in my house we don't fucking like oh oh, yeah we're not in in your house house. you're making a movie about (laughs) america america is a deeply fucked up place built on deeply deeply fucked up things Hmm. if you're going to tell the story if you, you're getting multiple millions of dollars to tell the story of racism in America. And I feel like the tragedy with a lot of these movies is that all these millions of dollars are spent on, like, painting racism as this thing. It's like, of course, the character in this movie wouldn't be a part of that. Or, like, of course, the director of that movie wouldn't be a part of that. Or, like, anybody who built this movie or made this movie we wouldn't be a part of that. And we're now going to yeah. tell you the story of like people who are actually a part of that and who are actually the villains here. You know, we're going to absolve everybody right. in the theater of like their wrongdoings and of the the system that they take part in. And that's like the wrong lesson to because teach. Just... It's like the most fucked up lesson to teach is like, you, that's... you didn't do bad, Johnny. You didn't do bad, Jill. Like, okay, <laughs> you didn't. But people in your lives have and have done
1: horrible things. And I don't like the framing of, of people. It's almost as if, and I've seen this sentiment outside of film, but it's we almost We definitely have, we all have, I feel. You're <laughs> not racist if you don't say the N-word, right? right like right. the N-word, mm-hmm. if you say the N-word, you are definitely a racist, but anything else, any sort of microaggression, any sort of way that mm-hmm. you may be directly or indirectly contributing to these harmful systems that keep black people marginalized, you're not racist. No, no, no. Because no. I, you're not, yeah, you're not work. racist. You're not right. racist because
0: you didn't do the worst thing. Yeah. That's the right. thing that would make That's you
1: terrible. That's what it feels like. That's no. what it feels like.
2: Say if you say something along the lines of, "I don't know." You know <laughs> how they are. They steal. <laughs> but Daisy's not bad. She's not bad. <laughs>
0: she's not one of them. Nope. But she's not the not ones. racist ones. Like, it, it's so gross. It's re- really gross. And well, this is actually like where we jump out of the you know the movie context of the podcast. Honestly, because like. In real life, this is the problem. And I feel like this is one of the major Black people, one of the major problems that Black people have with racism in America, with, like, current present-day racism, right? Oh, yeah. Is that the people who are supposedly, you know, jumping to have our backs wouldn't dare take part in, like, you know, subtle forms of racism, right? Shit happens. Your Mm -hmm. best friend's gonna, like, accidentally think you stole out of their house, right? Or, like, some crazy thing like that uh there's that video that's going around of the two kids that got in the fight at the mall and the white kid like yep. in the video obviously instigated it and then the two cops the two mall cops who come to defuse the situation pull the white kid off of the black kid and then instantly proceed to put the knee on his neck like and hit him up with the zip ties these are 14 year old boys yeah yeah So, like, who got in, like, such a whack little, like, school fight? And now he's got to be traumatized because of, like, the color of his skin in the situation that he was in. And this is the lesson that this movie teaches is that the cops weren't doing the bad thing. They weren't doing a bad thing. They were just, like, you know, they might have gone about this situation improperly, but they did what was in part, in parcel and part with the system that they're, you know, taking part in.
1: As you were th- as you were speaking, I, I thought yes. about that another example of that uh arrogant white girl in New York City who thought her phone was the stolen. phone stolen and then remember she was yep. on Gail. On she's, the the Gail kind of so, she's the worst kind of human. She's the worst person alive. But in th- talking <laughs> yeah. about
2: she's Puerto Rican, yeah. which we don't claim her. <laughs> no, thank you.
1: She's <laughs> <it's>, so whack. <laughs> yes, and so rude. And but it just it, with the it's oh, def-
0: enough. The enough.
1: It definitely Ooh. speaks right, Gail, <laughs> enough. Oh, I,
0: like, if i was gail my hand would have reached yeah.
1: through the laptop I her bet. hand would have come out. Yeah. choked the shit out of her and this is also something i was thinking about because i noticed that you all have brought up of course green book a few times i <laughs> wonder if uh morgan freeman's character had to take the like if you're driving a white person do you have to take the green book route or do you just take the regular route because you have a white person in the car right.
2: He was taking whatever yeah, breakfast Stacey like... was telling them to because she <laughs> was definitely backseat driving and she had to. I feel map, like those so. are the kind of
0: situations where Black um, like, people could like exist in sundown towns or be on roads like that, okay. where it's like I'm driving them somewhere. Yeah. It's as them, it's, it's not, not me. Yeah, as long yeah, as it's right. not
1: my R and B group on tour. Right. And we're, but right, no, right, uh, right. But, but yeah. So the, those examples of racism are are still so pervasive, and like you said, even 100%. that was like what two weeks ago maybe at this point that we saw the the whole mm-hmm. uh mall incident in jersey so it's just mm-hmm. like being black in america is so damn exhausting man.
0: <laughs> and this is also yeah. not to say like you know to shit on real allies right because real allies do exist real people are yeah. actually doing like real good things but like Can be I, you know what characters. she she g for that <laughs> yeah. she is a real one for that because she went <laughs> off script she she knew that the cameras were going to stay on her right it's like one of those situations where you like Eminem yeah. at the Super Bowl. I'm not saying it was like the smoothest move on his part, but he knew that the camera was <laughs> going to be on him. And like, he was like, y'all not going to cut away. This is like way too involved a in the situation for y'all to like, fuck it up. I'm going to take yeah. my moment to be a silent, you know, ally, make this, you know, gesture, do what I do. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm actually glad that Eminem <laughs> has like, persisted to shut the fuck up about it <laughs> like yeah. i did it it's yep. done like say what you will about it but i actually that's what i met out of my heart at that moment right and like in yeah. can came, came mm-hmm. mason in your case she was like i saw do the right thing and i know y'all motherfuckers did too so we're gonna have a conversation before i handle out this piddly widdly little mm-hmm. award to my left foot for <laughs> driving miss damn daisy
2: well cameron uh th- there's a lot more spicy talk oh! uh, that i want to get to but also just just Slight, slight pushback on the uh, you know a, a modern thing of you know black sure. people dealing with with those kinds of allies because if you listen to Martin Luther King, he had a lot to say about white liberals. Oh, you're right. If you listen to James you're Baldwin, right, you're he right. had a lot to say about white liberals. If you go all the way back to, your boy to Frederick Douglass, he has a lot to say. About white liberals. So well, it, it hasn't so really. Did this B. movie, Wells. yeah. Still so did Ida B. Wells a
1: hundred percent? So did, B. Yeah. Wells. So did uh, Nina Simone? Yeah. Oof. Actually, yeah,
0: Nina mm-hmm. said it in the <laughs> Summer of Soul documentary. And Martin said it here, in this movie. Tell him. He was speaking... That, I don't know yeah. if he understood how sly this was to be the clip that he played at that speech. That he, But it's the clip where know, yeah. he speaks about, in the future, what we're going to be most disappointed in is the silence of our quote-unquote allies. You know, the pervasive silence of the people yeah. who are saying... They don't take parts in this,
2: so like, that. And, and Miss Daisy <laughs> thought about that for two seconds. Not like, nah, that ain't, me. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't talking about me. <laughs> that motherfucker definitely
0: ain't talking about me. I love my black people. I pay. Them I got well. one
1: waiting for me right outside. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
2: Well, let let me continue on with this this interview with Yuri because he has some interesting things to say about the writing of the play specifically. So. Yuri is open to the idea that there's a different version of Driving Miss Daisy that would show us what Hulk might have experienced outside of Daisy's home. But that's a version he knows he couldn't have written, and it's a version he doesn't want to see his own script become. If somebody wants to write their own version of life, then that's fine, Yuri says adding that he's eager to see more stories about the black experience, so by black directors in general, but leave my poor characters out of it. They've already had their say. The same goes for any actor who might take up the role of Hulk with an interest in exploring details about his life that may not be on the page. Just don't change the lines. Say what's written. Think what you want. That's part of
1: acting. Wow. That is loaded. That is loaded. <laughs> that is, that that is loaded. loaded. <laughs> yes, you are right. <laughs> I, you know, I and and I know that we kind of <laughs> before we started recording, talking about like reimagining this film. And one of my, I have two ways that I would reimagine it. But one of the ways in which I wanted to was like from Hope's point of view. Like when Hope right. goes home, what is he saying about Daisy to his family? Like this bitch didn't drove me crazy again today, y'all. <laughs> I just, I just want dinner and I want to go to sleep because yeah. I got to deal with this mean and surly bitch tomorrow. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> Hulk saying? Seemed, like,
0: Hope seemed like one of the right. people who sit back, have two, three beers, and tell the wildest stories. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I was shining this bitch's mm-hmm. eyeballs, mm-hmm. And then
1: all of a sudden, she came all the way from well, downstairs. <laughs> imagine know. imagine what him and Idella talked about. You know that one scene when he was going to get fired? They were walking to work together. Yeah. So imagine, oh, you know. I, mean, I want to see what that was <laughs> yeah. going, what was going on there. When they tighten um, up, as soon
0: as they get in the house, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yes, him. <laughs> yes, But I, I think yeah. that
1: it is, that is that that was a loaded yeah. quote. That was a loaded quote, because if you don't know about the Black experience enough to write about it, why feel compelled to then, I understand artistic expression, but why feel compelled to, you know, keep the lines as they are from this character's point of view, when you have just openly admitted that you don't know anything about this character's point of view?
0: You've already said that your screenplay is already 50% researched.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, come on man but he told
0: on himself he told himself he said the quiet part loud and loud part quiet like (laughs) you know
2: well he goes on to say this is the last part of that interview uh yuri says that overt displays of racism weren't necessarily part of the child experience he drew on for his script i remember some woman in another call calling me dirty jew when I came to a stop sign and she wanted to go through. And I remember those things happening a lot. It was just lurking outside all the time. And that's what I wanted in the film. I didn't want blowups with people going to jail and the Ku Klux Klan walking around and stuff like that.
0: But they (laughs) were
2: Which is the other part where it's just like, I mean, I guess you didn't want that, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the way the world was. Uh,
2: Let's, let's talk about this too, because we're going to get into the Morgan Freeman at all. We, Shar, I'll let you in on a theory that we have we have several (laughs) theories going on in the show
0: when i think about morgan freeman's thoughts on this movie i can already see that picture of him with the sunglasses on like money ain't a thing like i ain't worried about
2: nothing i took this job i'm good (laughs) (laughs) well so we we have several running theories we have theories about our i think our theories about octavia spencer um hansu and morgan freeman all intersect in the sense that White people love them and I think they love them for a specific reason and I think it's Uh-oh. because on varying levels they make them feel safe and they make them feel like they can explore these stories. I don't know like, how that works with Hansu be like... though. Because like it looks telling, like he's gonna bench, bench press me and then break me in half. I know, but it's it's my scary negro buck in theory where it's just like, you know, if we can like soften this one. If you can soften you
0: know, uh Cinque,
2: yeah from amistad Amistad. we can be friends with any of them like they're all (laughs) accessible to us in that way and i think (laughs) morgan freeman this is his third time on the show right we did amistad we did glory uh we've got this movie uh i feel like he's got well he's in bagger vance so we're gonna do that one is he in
0: bagger vance i didn't even know that oh my
2: god Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up one or two more times. So, like, he's got a history with these movies. He's a Hall of Fame. He's a goat. (laughs) These movies. And so, this is a quote that Yuri has about just the play and then going into the movie. So Yuri says that Freeman, who also grew up in the Deep South before the Civil Rights era, encouraged him to lean into that now archaic version of an African American man. When we did the play, Morgan said, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it. And he encouraged me to put more yesums and more differentials because (laughs) that's the way that it happened. It both amuses and annoys me that that the play now, or the movie certainly, has been judged by 2019 standards, about something that happened in the nineteen forties and fifties. I wanted to report it the way that it really was and I did.
1: No, you didn't, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, you did not. You just, in in the previous answer, he just stated that he intentionally did not include certain things that were realities of the time. So no, you did not do it as is. You tampered with it. You tampered with the recipe and then tried to serve it. You know, if you're gonna tamper with the recipe, tamper with the whole recipe. Don't don't omit the parts that's gonna make your audience uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, well as we like to say here.
1: Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm, oh my god. Stop fucking lying.
2: <laughs> because come on, Doc. <laughs> you know what you did and uh, You know you what you it did. That's, that's <laughs> you really what you it want is, want to though. do it. Cherry but yeah, picking. you can't <laughs> Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Um, so going into this is a very interesting Article. This is from a 2020 Hollywood Reporter article titled When My Dad Won Best Picture, Driving Miss Daisy, uh, reflected reflecting on the still controversial movie 30 Years Later. So this is by Tribly Beresford, uh, who is the daughter of the director, and she is basically talking to her father and some other people involved in the movie about the movie 30 years later. And so some choice quotes. I mean, first, uh, Chobie writes that she is both incredibly proud and yet still a little uncomfortable about the movie all these years later, which nobody else seems to feel that way. But she (laughs) maybe is the only one that has some misgivings about it. Um, She said, I asked my dad about the controversy, which in a typical downplaying Australian way, he calls sort of absurd, adding it didn't seem to me to be that evil. Hoke had a job. It wasn't as if he was a slave. He could come and go anytime that he wanted. He was a proud man who was anything but subservient. Dad goes on to explain that Yuri included charming little touches in the script, such as Hoke and Daisy eating in different rooms. This, he emphasizes, was all true in a reflection of Black and white relations of the period, but it wasn't only prejudice. It was just the fact that it was her house, and he was working there, so she didn't have dinner with him every night.
1: But they're best friends, <laughs> right? They're best friends, right, Mr. <laughs> Director? And I also um, don't think that it's fair for someone who's Australian, who might not have... Now, is he... Was he born and raised like Australian and moved over here yeah. as an adult or whatever? Okay, yeah. then you don't yeah. have the license to speak on these experiences. It doesn't sound mm. like he even did adequate research. You know, it's one, it's, it's one thing that, that would be like me going o- overseas or to South Africa and, and doing something about the apartheid or whatever. I was not there, so the most I can do is read or at least take a survey of the people there, but that's not my story to tell. That's not my story. Yeah. You know, you get what I'm saying? So I don't Hell think yeah. that that he should have weighed in on this. I don't I don't I don't think that he should have. This is not your not story. Not my story to, to my, tell.
0: Not my story to tell does not stop these directors <laughs> <we found> out. <laughs> I'm just I saying feel no, like no, these, these One aren't black person always like, hey guys, I don't think this is your story to tell. And he's like, Well, you just gonna keep Shh. thinking that.
1: No, no, that <laughs> what what he said was hush up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: She then says, I ask him how he feels when people say that Do the Right Thing should have been awarded Best Picture Ever, Daisy. And he said, it was a good film. I liked it. Should it have? I don't know. Perhaps it should have. No matter. I'm proud of my film.
0: Uh You got to be. You got to have some sense of humility, right? Like, okay. Say, for example, I directed what else came out in 1990? Super Mario Brothers, the movie. What if I directed that? Because it's like trash. It's actual garbage. There's a and... movie
1: for Super Mario Brothers?
0: Ooh, yeah. Boy. If this was a different
1: podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. I don't think I ever knew that. Let me keep talking. I'm going to Google.
0: Your boy John Leguizamo oh, well, <laughs> as Luigi. Well, oh. We're going to keep track of Shara's yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: she looks up Super Mario Brothers. The oh movie. my God. The continue. Goombas,
0: just <laughs> all of it is terrible. Anyway, anyway. What if I'm the director of Super Mario Brothers the movie and it just happens to be nominated for Best picture in this bizarre <laughs> universe we're all in. But it's still up against Do the Right Thing of all, of all yeah. movies, right? Of all movies. Yeah. And fucking Super Mario Brothers wins Best Picture, and it is now a Best Picture in the canon of the Oscars, right? But then 20 years down the line, somebody was like, hey, fam, remember Do the Right Thing? Don't you think that was like a better movie? And you're just sitting there at the breakfast table wherever you're having this dumbass conversation saying to yourself, you know, I'm proud of my movie. I'm proud of Super Mario Brothers. I'm proud of the Goombas. I'm proud of Bob Hoskins' <laughs> performance as Mario and yep. John Leguizamo's supporting turn as Luigi. I'm
2: proud Italian man. Proud
0: John. <laughs> Italian John Leguizamo. I'm proud of this He's movie.
2: Just like Mike a proud Italian
0: <laughs> I'm proud of these I'm proud of my movie. You better not. You better take that out of your mouth. Do the Right Thing was great, but it wasn't a Super Mario Brothers <laughs>
2: Well, you so... you will and will not be surprised to find out that Morgan Friedman feels the same way. Uh, he said, it was such a different story, such a different approach. It's about a relationship between a man and a woman over a long period of time. It kind of reminds me of these French movies about love. It was literally a love story. I maintain it was one of the best jobs I ever had in the movies. I think the controversy was ridiculous. <sighs> so that's that's Morgan in 2020. 20? Two years uh, ago? Yeah do you want to hear morgan freeman in the year 2000 yes please so this is from a guardian interview that morgan (laughs) freeman was doing uh in the year 2000 and he's being interviewed the interviewer says now this is the time when a different kind of role started to appear this is a period of driving miss daisy and glory when we start to see the other morgan freeman emerge morgan freeman says yeah i think the big mistake was driving miss daisy actually And the interviewer says, in what sense? And Morgan Freeman says, well, the character caught on, the wise old dignified black man that once got an iconic to an audience. Can I use that term? Well, you know what I mean. I'm making up words as I go and you can't always communicate with made up words. So if I lose you, you got to stand up and say that. What the hell are you talking about? But some characters become sort of bracketed, identifiable, identified, you and him. People come up and just say, I just I cry and stuff. And everywhere you go. They're going to expect some aspect of that character out of you, and if you disappoint them too many times, am I right? And the interviewer says, "Oh, how do you deal with that? How do you shake that off?" Morgan Freeman says, "I haven't shaken it off. I told you they turned the whole movie around for that one reason." Uh, Interview says, "Did that movie change your career?" Morgan Freeman says, "Change my career? Everything changes my career. By the way, if I change, it, it means it keeps going." So, the interviewer says, "Did it make more? Did it make it more financially um, remunerative?" Where you offered better roles, more money. Morgan Freeman says you're never offered more money. You have to beg for more money. Well, I got my second Academy Award nomination there, which you didn't mention. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> by the way, this is his second Academy Award nomination for Driving Miss Daisy. It's his second. It wasn't his first. His first was for playing yeah.
2: a pimp in Street oh, Smart,
0: 1987. Yeah.
2: So Morgan Freeman said a lot there, but it's also interesting to see him kind of like go back and forth between, yeah, one of the best film experiences of my life to that was a mistake. But then back apparently (laughs) to
0: I made a good choice. Like it's like the resolution was, you know what, it was all good, baby. (laughs) Like Yeah.
2: The check cleared. The check cleared.
0: (laughs) But also like it seems like so because it's interesting. He says that in the creation of the original play, he's like. Oh yeah, add add more yesims. Put a little bit more spice on that Jim Crow yes. black man. You know,
2: can I can I soft you at any <laughs> which point? Is a, which which is an
1: interesting choice is uh, to add more yesims to make it more reflective of the time, right. but then to also not you know show the Ku Klux Klan driving by or harassing. <laughs> hope Mm -hmm. like that's also reflective of the time so yeah again magical negro morgan freeman has played a magical negro a lot of times i was just thinking about bruce almighty wasn't he the voice of god (laughs) so this magical negro coupled with the whole docile i can't read um negro it's it's very Mm -hmm. interesting tropes and i get i understand in hollywood working with what you got so to speak right but it's, it's different when you have some creative control and you choose to lean into some of that or creative well, input i should say I think, no yeah input. no yeah input nonetheless yeah. yeah
2: yeah no i mean i think morgan freeman is is a very interesting isn't he dating his step-granddaughter
1: like, or something like that Stop it! Don't tell, it? That.
2: No, yeah. don't tell me that no don't tell me that Yeah. it's all no, a, if i'm not oh mistaken if i'm not uh, mistaken it's, it's i don't want to state Randall? that it's fact. yeah
1: it is, it's something Cameron's going on here. there. Cameron
2: might be looking that up as we speak. Please. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, really,
0: no, I, I don't
2: know anything about this.
1: No, okay. listen, Cameron, if I can look up the Super Mario Brothers trailer, mm. you can look this mm. up. Which, by the way, it looked like yeah. Power Rangers before Power Rangers.
0: Oh, oh it, it, was it was worse
1: than that. It was something. Based on the trailer I saw and the graphics and stuff. But
2: Oh, it, was, it, it looked pretty bad, though, right? Pretty, I don't know. I don't know how yeah, you it was terrible re- play the video game and then yeah, come me, away neither. With that.
1: me neither, me <laughs> neither. Because I played the game, so I that you know. that seemed like a totally different, like those two aren't related at all.
2: Well, you know, uh, Chris Pratt is Mario. Now, oh yeah, so, I'm know, sorry, uh, just uh, I, I don't mean to make of evangelicals.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: your
0: boy, he's messy too, though.
1: Oh yes, oh yes, yeah, oh yes. Personal line.
2: Well. Yeah, I think just 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 wrapping up the Morgan Freeman of it all. Like he's somebody who I think gives he gives the movie clout, right? I mean, like you know, Uh -uh. (laughs) Cameron discovers things. (laughs) No, no, no. Is it? Are you verifying? Two sources. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, Morgan, Morgan Freeman is somebody who who gives this movie that credibility, right? Because he is kind of this black acting elite right like this figure of just like yeah when you think about Morgan Freeman you think about just some iconic and classic roles but he is he is he is a good actor right I, mean, I think that's the yeah, thing that is. is that really confuses this movie as well it's like he's really just a step away from Song of the South right like just the way that he's portraying this role is it just kind of like okay, like, you're really leaning hard into this, and the, when I I forget what the conversation there Sorry, like. I'm, I got the second source. Cameron is going through it. Uh, <laughs> no! There's this, there's, I, I forget what the, the, the context is, but, like, Daisy says something about snatching somebody balls. yes that's, that. he gets out the car and he's just like about to yep. double over in laughter it's so funny he, uh, oh Miss no. Daisy you crazy it Snatch- was their what oh, get on out of <laughs> here
1: yeah get on out of here Miss yeah. Daisy get on back out of here
2: <laughs> yeah and yeah he's doing that, this. that was
1: during the Christmas party and and when um when booby hmm. and his wife uh come to open the door it was very apparent and you know I as you all are talking, I'm thinking more and more about this. Like, Bully's painted as, like, cheering for, for Hoke and being this yeah. ally to yeah. Black people, if we're being honest. Sure, sure. But yeah. his wife is nothing of the sort. Every time we see his wife, she's nope. yelling at the help, so to speak, mm-hmm. or, or fussing mm-hmm. at the help. But in that scene, when, when they go to the door, when Hoke when and Daisy go to the door... The wife comes out, Bully's wife comes out and says, Merry Christmas, Miss Daisy, and ignores Hoke altogether. Yep. She doesn't oh, yeah, even she acknowledge Hoke like as the afterthought. Him. Yeah, and he's standing right there. I just, ugh, this film, I feel like they didn't <laughs> know what they wanted to do with these characters. Is Now, is Dan Aykroyd's character no. the white savior, or is he not? Like, what what's going on with these characters? Hmm. It's kind of like they both are.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I say Bully because he employs him, him and daisy because she be quote-unquote befriends him she befriends a black person yeah. she, or she allows him <laughs> to feed her senile ass some pie
2: <laughs> yeah well uh transitioning <laughs> out of this section the last last few things to mention Obviously, we've, we, we've mentioned Spike, but Spike has had many a thing to say about Driving Uh-oh. Miss Daisy and just the, the whole situation of it all. But most controversially, not controversially, but just most well-known is that, um, you know, when asked about Driving Miss Daisy all these years later, he was saying, nobody's teaching no motherfucking Driving Miss Daisy in film schools across the world. They're <laughs> teaching motherfucking do the right thing. That is true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And that's, that's his energy that the whole his time. Energy. I mean, there's the infamous this the infamous clip when Green Book wins and Chadwick looks back. <laughs> like, what are they doing? And it's looking back at... I think he's at, there. I think actually. Spike is back there. You know, he, you know, he's just kind of like... Because that's the Black Klansman yeah, year, right? You know, it continues. So he's there, and he also yep, won an award that, that night. Spike gets...
1: Now, that's the film I haven't Spike seen. Spike gets beat out again. I haven't again. seen Black Klansman, but I was... I definitely was thinking about what you said about Morgan being a great actor because this role didn't provide any hurdles for him. This role didn't sho- showcase any no. of Morgan Freeman's acting to me. I could have d- been Hulk, no. you know. With, with all you got to do is sit yeah. there and keep smiling and be patient and yeah. say, "Oh, Miss Daisy, you so crazy."
0: That's berating you. Get on out of here.
2: But this, this, yeah, this role though is kind of what elevated Morgan Freeman into like he's the man now because after this he starts getting a bunch more leading roles and you see his career kind of take off post driving Miss daisy and i think that it is for the reason that white people are like kind of like octavia really like as miss you know Minnie mean? like in the hell the sassy mm-hmm. the sassy you know? mini
1: don't burn chicken that whole, you know, oh, man. <laughs> she helps the white woman.
2: And so they they pick up on those things and they're just like, yeah, you know, that one, that one, you know, the, the cherry pick one every once in a while. And Morgan Freeman has rode that to a very successful career. And I guess Cameron has confirmed Stop dating his granddaughter. Wow. Well, used to. I, I don't think that they <laughs> he, he, had a Yeah, not yet. presently, but
0: they had an affair. Mm. Fun times. <laughs> She uh, ain't related. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Hope. <laughs>
2: well, uh last mm, last <laughs> last few things here. So for for we're talking about the reviews of this and we're going to get into all of our favorites IMDb, Amazon, and uh Rotten Tomatoes, but we're talking about just people's reactions. So this is from the Taking Up Room blog, which is I guess just like a like a stage blog, a theater blog. Uh, Rebecca Denniston, I want to have her name because she has the temerity to write. Unfortunately, in the more than 25 years since the film won Best Picture, some have questioned whether or not Driving Miss Daisy deserves its Oscars. Some, like Spike Lee, as noted in his rather amateurish and nonsensical article from Yahoo, are still sore to this day that their movies didn't win and chalk Miss Daisy's victory up to soft competition. Well, Mr. Lee, show us your Pulitzer and then you can talk. Not every movie about race has to feature violent mobs over hatred and ugliness. Sometimes social change is as simple as individuals learning to accept and value each other as they are. And Driving Miss Daisy beautifully examines what was undoubtedly the experience of many families in the United States. <laughs> So that's the energy of people who are defending Miss Daisy uh in the in the current times. Wow. Uh, if we go I want
1: I want more hot takes to... on the current state of the world from these people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> if we go to our our legitimate favorite, because Roger Ebert typically brings heat for these kinds of movies, but <sighs> this was a famous four star review of Driving Miss Daisy from one Mr. Ebert. Oh, gosh. Where he writes, the movie spans a quarter century in the lives of its two characters from 1948 when Miss Daisy's son decides it's time she stopped driving herself and deployed a chauffeur to 1973 when two old people acknowledge the bond that has grown up between them. It is an immensely subtle film in which hardly any of the most important information mm. is carried in the dialogue and in which body language, yeah. tone of voice or the look in the eye can be the most important thing in the scene. After so many movies in which shallow and violent people deny their humanity and ours, what a lesson to see a film film that looks into the heart uh, and then he continues Hoke's method is the employment of infinite patience and Freeman's performance performances <laughs> a revelation based on closer observation and quiet nuance Hoke is not obsequious he is not he isn't he is not ingratiating he is very wise his strategy is to express verbal agreement in such a way that an actual agreement so is the way H-
0: roger ebert sees this sees- is like it's a slow burn of like very finite Patience looks and yeah, patience and like looks by the actors like, you know, but it's honestly not that <laughs> it's I it, it's so no. weird to hear him of all people because Roger Ebert was like notoriously like a uh, he would love to pick this kind of stuff apart and could see like, you know, yeah, racial and social issues being like shirked in movies. He could definitely see that stuff. He was one of the few critics who was able to yeah. call that shit out. He's also married to a black
2: woman, <laughs> and he wasn't just giving out. Force. He wasn't just giving out yeah. fours. He never he wasn't, really just did, wasn't giving you know. out force to you know to every movie. So he he did and, and it. And yeah, he was
1: blinded by the light here he, for some reason. It's inter- It's definitely yep. interesting to hear uh, non-black people's take on on this film. Yeah, because black that, people don't yep. see it this way. Like black, <laughs> people, there's
0: no way black people are gonna watch this movie. No. Like Hulk and Daisy sure had a good time. Like not leaving the theater. Like being like. Oh, I'm so glad they got together at the end of that one. Oh, man.
2: No! Yeah. Not Aww. ever. One day that could be... Well, we talk about this all the time, right? Like, these movies yeah. are not made for black people, yeah. right? They're made for white people. Because white people watch these movies and they come away thinking, Oh, oh the good yeah, one. like, that's me. I am, insert whatever character. And then we come away from these movies like, <laughs> I guess I'm that one? I don't also, like that. I don't like that. It's also
1: because given, the, given our history in this country... People who were in, you know, our ancestors who were in hoax position. Mm. Like I said, the conversation at home was not that Daisy is my best friend and Daisy mm. treats me so well. That, that mm. So that's why it doesn't mm-hmm. resonate with us, because we can't pinpoint to any family member or any story that this is reflective of. White people can, though, because they are under the guise of, but I, I was so good to her. I was so good to him. That was my favorite uh, yeah. uh, employee, and I'm using air quotes. Yeah, yeah. My, of all of the help, yeah. of all of the Blacks mm-hmm. that worked for Daddy, uh, Miss Ruby May was my favorite. And oh, so they, they, they hear these stories that yeah. literally no, they don't reflect our experiences or our stories as Black people.
2: Oh, for sure. Well, because like we were saying before, very difficult to be friends, genuine friends, when there's that barrier of not just employment, right, but like that social and class division of you literally have the ability to, yes. to end my life without as mm-hmm. so much of like a like you if you say I, be gone. I did X I I can't I can't do anything about that you know it's what I mean? the gospel. Like your word is is
1: it's the gospel basically I can't everything object. right yeah.
2: you know so like so in these situations you know black people working for white people in these in these places it's not like yeah of course they are nice to you because <laughs> what do you expect them to do what do you expect them to be you don't want them if you like you're saying char if you if they were privy to the actual conversations that people were having about them after hours like you wouldn't you yeah. wouldn't be thinking that way <laughs> that you were you were friends or had these deep relationships well quickly let's go over all of our favorites here uh we can play the game if you guys yeah, want what do you think with, this with movie play. has on rotten oh, on tomatoes?
1: rotten tomatoes i'm gonna driving say- miss daisy this yeah. film. Wait, yeah, Miss Daisy, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to yep. say Miss Daisy has an 87 on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Oh, that's probably... Uh, okay, Cameron?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, It pains me to say
1: that, but it probably does have like an 80. It's got an 82%. Cameron, you were closer than I was, <laughs> but I felt like it would be up in the... Because this film, even though we're approaching it from a critical lens, it is still Beloved. There there are black people that love this film, too.
2: (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. What do you think it has on IMDb? I did not even check that. Um,
1: What's IMDb's rating system?
0: It's out of 10. And they do... uh, It goes up to 10. Like, points. So it could be like a 5.4 or a 6.8.
1: Okay, I say on IMDb, um, again, I want to say... Well, no, I don't think it's quite 80-something. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say seven point eight on IMDb.
0: I'm gonna stay okay. in the sevens, Cameron? but I'm going seven point two.
2: Oh, <laughs> no, right in the middle. So kind of split the difference between y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and then our stars. favorite, five Amazon, stars. six stars.
1: <laughs> and they go by stars. It's they six go out stars out so of five. Oh, five stars. Yeah, they go up six to five stars. It's six stars on Amazon. (laughs) Oh, Cameron's saying six. Okay, so I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to say three and a half stars.
2: Boy, rookie mistake because... Five stars every movie we've done. Five stars.
0: (laughs) Get out of here. We've done
2: maybe out of the 30 something episodes, there's been maybe five that were not five stars on Amazon. Five, four that weren't actually five
0: stars. Yeah. And and if they're not, they're like four and a
2: half. I, you know.
1: Oh my God. It's
0: rare you come across like, oh, that was three? That's a real stinker.
2: Yeah. Like people have to not like a movie for it to get listed.
0: People have to vehemently hate something to be like, three stars,
2: piece Mm. of
1: shit i think what might also contribute to people's love for this film is of course who stars in it black people love sure morgan do. freeman and esther roll i mean morgan that's freeman true. was You're coming off of that uh
2: glory and then was Lead on me before this that was the year yeah. before
0: too like glory was the year they they recently yeah. saw him and they're that.
2: like that's he's one of us um well let's get into our caucasity ones. well before we get to the caucasity let's let's reimagine this movie <laughs> Because uh, I know Shar, you had you had some thoughts, and I'm and i interested yeah, you had to two. hear how you would go about doing yeah.
1: this. Yeah, God, I should have written this down. Um, but I know that one of the perspectives that I would love to see was from from Hoax' point of view. I'd love to see Hoax coming comings and goings. I'd love to see the conversations he was having in his community with his family and friends, if at mm-hmm. all. I I want to see his 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 uh, family, his wife. Yep. He mentions that he has a daughter, but are are there, are there multiples? Because he mentions the daughter a didn't, daughter he didn't
2: speak. She didn't even show up on screen.
1: Right, she, she drove him. She drove he, him. Oh, yeah, she, she, drove him him in. yeah she, she drove him. To the yeah, house right. at the end. But that was the granddaughter, oh, I okay. think.
2: That he was dating. Please,
1: please, please. please. <laughs> please. Y'all put me
2: Morgan on. Freeze was going to be listening to this and just like, hmm. <laughs> <The
1: details. laughs> I, I was just
0: about to put Cameron in that movie, but I'm thinking I got second thoughts. <laughs>
1: I would have loved to have seen that perspective. And then um, I'd love to see the story retold. I don't know how this would happen, but this is just me pulling something out of my ass. I'd love to see the story retold uh, with the races reversed. So I'd love the mean old surly, you know, Miss Daisy who's black and a white guy who's looking for work and is, is doing the driving. Mm. I don't know how that, I mean, things would have Shit to like have that happens. change. Yeah. Shit like yeah. that happens.
0: And I feel like that actually could be an interesting story. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's not the kind of thing that even if it was a fictional movie, it would be like, so fantastical that it's like, I don't even buy it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, but I would have like, been
1: I would love to see like how we had that one scene that was again, so random. Um, right after that uh, Daisy and Hope got pulled over, remember she's like, stop the car, we're going the wrong way. And they pull over and then we see this black family mm, yep. on the porch in rural Georgia. I really looking thought they were the going to talk to them. I Me they were too, talk to I them. thought there was going to be some interaction or the black family like being embarrassed at the fact that this man is dri- like some type of pride thing. Like, mm, like yeah, I thought sure. that it was good, but we only got that yep. glimpse. Mm-hmm. And so I guess seeing the white guy drive a black woman through a predominantly black neighborhood mm-hmm. And and see that approach. That's how I would flip it on its head. And then of course, like I said, Hoke's family. When hope goes home or when he meets up with um what's Esther Roll's character's Adella. name? Oh I Adela. Yeah, when he meets up with her to go to work, how how did that conversation even come to yeah. be?
2: Right. You know,
1: like how do how does it how they live on the same route? Like so I would have loved to see it from that For angle. Sure.
2: Cameron, you got mm-hmm. you got any way to reimagine this movie?
0: uh maybe um because that is interesting um maybe i'd like to see it just be a little realer about the subject right Mm because oh sure be tell this story right um you know hoke and uh daisy like actually becoming friends like i'd actually like to see them be actual friends you know be like i mean because really change doesn't happen over the course of this movie no. so what i want to see is At, like um, actual change where she becomes like i don't need to see her become like uh jane fonda or nothing like that yeah. like, or start start miss magazine or anything i don't need to see that happen but i do need I, I i would like to see some actual change i would like to see some of the real racism yeah. you know like i'm sure this is the reason this movie made so much money was because it was rated pg, yep. PG right uh, and it holds like a record for being the last oscar winner for best picture that was right. pg really? cuz they don't really well like prestige movies don't really do that anymore prestige that movies are usually about like actually trying to investigate mm-hmm. something or like cursing yeah. <laughs> straight I up i hadn't
1: even i hadn't even thought about the rating but that makes sense i guess now that that's that how you market really. movies
0: That's how yeah. you really like find audiences right. is, is like oh kids can go see yeah. this boom uh-huh. you can teach it in school the home video market's going to yep. be huge yep. Right,
1: they can wheel that VCR <laughs> in the classroom on a rainy day during Black History yeah. Month, and this is where Cameron goes <laughs> to sleep. And, and uh. here's, here's a
2: little tidbit, though: this movie, I swear, sure. was on HBO Max, and then second Black History Month came around, pulled it off because it's a it's a Warner Brothers oh, picture. It's theirs. Yeah. So they could do it. And I think, and I think so they, you know, know, you know they know, they know what's up. And somebody, said, there, nah, somebody who was. Uh, we can't. We, let's let's let it cool down until April, and then we'll bring it back. They yeah. were uploading. <laughs> uh, they were uploading insecure to Black Voices, the Black Voices tab, and they were like,
0: uh "What about driving, Miss Daisy?" And Shaniqua was like, "What about it?" <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna take that one off
2: this month. Just. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I would say. I mean, what's interesting to me, one, just a, just another piece of trivia is that originally. The studio wanted to get Eddie Murphy and Bette Midler to star. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here!
0: Get the fuck out of here! Are you serious? I'm sorry. With me?
1: What? Now that would be a real comedy with those two. That's also really
0: hard. I want to see. It.
2: I want to see. That. <laughs> I, you know, That'd Eddie Murphy, be a real like comedy. you
1: know
0: what? You told me to hush up. You told yeah, me to what? I'm just right. trying to
2: imagine Eddie Murphy. As Hoke, when
1: are Fred Sanderson and Donkey <laughs> in a movie
2: together? <laughs> like I just I cannot picture him performing it the way that no. Morgan Freeman did. No. You know what I mean? Like,
0: well, think about it. Bruce Berford pulled it out I of know. him because Mr. Church
2: is coming up soon. Sure did yeah? That's that's true.
1: I can't imagine. I can't imagine the of it all. But if that were the case, oh. then would Esther Rose's character be recast? Would dan Aykroyd's character be recast but even just thinking yeah. about oh my now I, I would like to see Bette midler and eddie murphy sure. in a movie just not this one but this oh, yeah <laughs> i would like to see that it would totally too bad yeah. we're like 20 yeah, years yeah. away
0: from like 20 years out from like that being viable at the box office but
1: yeah like that
0: would have kind of been yeah. really cool honestly like i i feel like when we have these thoughts about uh, what could have been and what would have been? It's like I think you had a much more interesting movie on your hands. Like yeah, well I think I think that there's time after time where that's like actually yeah, the. Case. I think the
2: only I agree with Shar that I would like to see it from Hoax perspective. I mm-hmm. think it would it would take a whole different writer director etc to to get it to this point, but like have it mm-hmm. actually be about what you claim it's about, which is two people observing the change going on around them and like right they don't agree right like they're they're watching things happen like we say i don't when when we talk about you know what it is for white people to be allies and we talk about what it is for white people to you know help enact the kind of change we're talking about it basically means they have to fundamentally undo themselves as white people and i don't think they know mm. what that means and i don't think they want to do that
1: oh they do <laughs> they, know, they know what that means but they don't want to relinquish that power right. And so
2: having yeah. having daisy have to grapple with oh i i want to do like part of me wants to do this but then part of me understands that that means that i'm not in the same position that i am in the we're dealing with the intersectionality of it all, where it is like, yeah, you know, I am a Jewish person, so I am also oppressed in certain ways. But then also,
1: mm-hmm. I have
2: privileges that you don't have. You know, I can do things and move in ways that you can't.
1: And she's exercising. Yeah.
2: And so, oh, a thousand you know, percent. she's doing these things, and Hoke is kind of calling her out on it, because he's like, well, wait a minute, like you know, I thought we were connecting on a certain level and now you're doing this shit again, you know, and like, okay, so I have a, I actually, I have a question then I have a question to pose a little bit.
0: Is it up to us to make that movie, right? Is it up to us to make that movie where I'm not saying white people have to fundamentally undo themselves <laughs> in the movie, but like actually teach the lesson of like, yeah, racism is fucked up and like you, you participated. I in mean, it. and how can you? How can you actually grapple with that? How can you actually like make change? Yeah. Like, is it up to us? Because I feel like white people ain't going to do it's, that. Movie.
2: That movie's not coming it's from. It's not them, coming or from. It hasn't us, but like, I'm also come around yet. Very much so of the mind, and have become more of the mind over time. That like that's not me. That's not my responsibility. Like, it's not even that I don't wish you to learn those things, but it's like I, if I have the opportunity to make art, like I'm making art for Black people right <laughs> you know what i mean like well it would be... also
0: like I'll, I'll even give you a little bit of context i'll give you i'll say um you know rebecca hall's film from this yeah. year passing it, it's it's a, a about it's from the perspective it's written by a white woman it's directed by a white woman but it is about the act of you know passing mm-hmm. A black person passing as a white person in society and like reaping those benefits and things like that. It's about that specific situation. Yeah. And it's actually like a really good movie. No. Well, that's that actually but,
2: addresses the situation. Yeah. I mean, it's not that mm-hmm. white people don't have it in them, you know, because they've shown right. at times that they could they get it. They know what's up, but it's just like in mass, mm-hmm. do they get it?
1: Right. Well, <laughs> well see, that's that's the thing. The film can be made. I just think that. In all honesty, to get butts in the seats and eyes on it, there'd have to be some trickery done with the promotional, yeah. because if, mm, if there mm. wasn't, it would just be an echo chamber for mm. us, those of us right. who choose to go see it, because they're not going go no. to go willingly see it. So if right. there's some some trickery done with with the promotional assets in the trailer and just leave it vague in a Jordan Peele yeah. way, like when we don't know what's coming up with no yeah. this upcoming yeah. summer, like we don't know, um, that may I mean get that more is how Get seat. Out
0: kind of took off right it 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 really was a movie that you kind of didn't know what it was really about in the trailer and then when you saw it and then when you told other people about it you wanted to save it because that was the that was the twist yeah that was the twist of the film that was like oh like it's actually a movie about like how fucking weird and racist these liberal people are Uh and like how they're trying to like simply like pull these people in pull these black people into this like nonsense
1: my dad says if obama would have run for a third term he would have voted for it <laughs> like <laughs> just that's the- a line from the movie by yeah. the way to your listeners yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the
0: genius of the oh, movie yeah. right that's really that's really where the genius of the movie comes in is like yeah you think it you you know it's this movie about racism right you you, you can't avoid it in the trailer but that the racism is like is the actual evil at yep. play uh-huh that that was the sly twist that kind of hit us all uh-huh. honestly black people too like black people were even like yeah
1: he fucking yep.
0: <laughs> and now it's getting like you know academy recognition and things yep. like that he actually
1: won for screenplay uh-huh. that year which is like and it's getting people copying off of it. People are blatantly copying off of what has been branded no Jordan Peele style. Shout out to
2: Karen. Jesus Christ. What was uh <laughs> shout out to Karen?
1: Yes. Oh no.
2: Uh,
1: I still have yet
0: to I see it. it. I didn't watch Same. it. Man. It was um, Same. Yeah, but maybe it'll have that worth your time.
2: Know. Uh <laughs> give, me, give me a couple of beers. Give me
0: a couple of beers. I've already seen White Man's Burden. Like, give me a couple of beers.
2: <laughs> well, sorry. let's let's get oh. to our caucasity Ranking system. Uh we've got three levels of Caucassity okay. for you to choose from. So our first level of Caucasity is shorts in the winter. You're out in Los Angeles. You're seeing so it. It might be a different kind of situation. I don't know. Oh yeah, you're not. Shorts so you're not kind of like it. you know an, an ever ever present situation out there. But
1: no, no, no. Excuse me. Where are you? Where are you oh. two uh, coming from? Where We're are on the, are the you east coast. Yeah.
2: Cameron's in New York. Okay. I'm in Baltimore.
1: Oh, so it's super late where y'all yeah. are, oh, but, <laughs> but no, it gets. I just want to assure you all. I'm I am from Chicago, mm, so I'm familiar boy, with the winter. It. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it gets chilly here in LA, and people. I just saw someone yesterday in shorts. So, yeah. and it was very yeah. windy, yeah. like obnoxiously <laughs> windy yesterday. So yeah, that's
2: the leg hair. That's what kept them uh, kept them warm, I guess.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's, so. That's the <laughs> first level,
2: and that's basically like this choice isn't hurting me. But I have questions. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, okay. Wondering why you're doing this. You know, it seems to not be good for you. You know, like you, you probably should make a different choice. <laughs> but in terms of like the level of violence being committed, like, all right, you know, do you? I guess. But I that's on Yeah, yeah. I, I'm raising yeah. an eyebrow too over here. Kevin, what's the second level?
0: Okay. Our second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair. So now this movie is invading my space. This movie is, you know, it's, it's an act of violence. It's not, like, actual violence, like, you know, drawing blood, but it is, right. like, disrespect. It's disrespect. Yep. <laughs> this person is definitely not asked to touch your hair. They have already invaded your space. Their, their hand is, like, knee-deep and finger-deep mm-hmm. in your curls, you know.
1: Oh, it's it's, it's rooting me yeah. out. Checking yeah. oh, my Oh, yeah, checking you out, out okay. trying to figure
0: They're you like, out.
2: They're like, I've heard it, about and- 4C? Is that
1: <laughs> what this is?
2: Literally,
0: a okay. person talked to me about that the other day. I'm not even, gonna, I'm, not even no. I'm not even joking with you. Not even joking with you. I love. Shout out, you're a great oh, person. God. You know who
2: you are too. <laughs> uh, our final love of Cook I very much so wanted this to just be the season finale or series finale of Arthur, where they made Arthur white, and we uh. all know Arthur's black. We all know. <laughs> I can't believe he
0: I saw the fixed weed. his mouth to say that. He was like, oh, Arthur's white. I was like, you lie. yeah." Wait, you who lie. said
1: that? The creator? The creator.
0: Mm. It's in Vulture. <laughs> it's in Vulture. It's so sad to hear, too, because it's like.
1: He was better off saying Arthur all does eyes- not have yeah. a race. He could have said all, all Arthur's matter. he's an aardvark. Like, right? <laughs> he's an aardvark
2: but we all know the truth yeah. that we all Arthur know the is, truth is definitely we black. do
1: know the truth he had a fade his whole life <laughs> and now all of a sudden he he went out and got him a little kelly okay. Rowland in in dilemma was, with oh no he oh had, no, the, oh he had no. the young
2: jock swoop no
1: matter uh, what the young jock swoop <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, unfortunately white people just would not relent this whole week so i mean we could talk about desantis in uh florida trying God. to pass God. bills that make teachers have to out their gay students
1: and abbott in texas abbott in texas uh yeah.
2: just going full caucasity on uh all the all the trans people and trans students there which is just like
1: that's, a dis- whole that's level just of disgusting violence, but it's
2: just like for for whom for whom what are you yeah. doing this for? for who yeah who is it really you this is
1: a distraction to take away from gun right. reform and things that really matter uh, so
2: you know just just the the callousness to sacrifice these kids for your own political gain you know like you don't give a shit you're yep. just gonna run them over just because you can do that
1: just because
2: uh, it you know it'll get you reelected. you little jerk just this day and char i will i will send this to you uh
1: Wait, what's the third oh, one? Oh, so this
2: is work this is this, this is the third this one. This is the many
0: iterations of the third one.
1: Oh, okay. We, we try okay, to do okay, one okay. every
0: week, yeah. what's going on in the news. Like
2: there's co- new podcasts oh, usually okay. every week. That's what I was saying. I oh, wanted yeah. it real bad to just be Arthur and be done with it. But yeah, they, that could have been cool. I would not stop because just today, Shara will send this to you. Watch as much as as you can stand. I watched maybe the first ten seconds, and then I was like. You got 10 to, I got, I
0: surprisingly got like the minute oh, away. But I was like, how dare you? So like, it's
2: gross. Uh, one, Annalyn McCord, who is on the CW 90210 reboot.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Put out a video today, the day where Russia is invading Ukraine and possible uh-huh. large scale warfare is beginning to break out. She thought, the answer to all of this would be a poem <laughs> that she wrote to, Vladimir, Putin, to Vladimir, Putin's, Vladimir Putin's younger self. That if she was way. his what? mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is very white woman. <laughs> this is very white woman. She's
0: translucent.
1: <laughs> this is very white woman. Because she really
0: can't see the point here. <laughs> she She's writing this poem to Vladimir Putin's younger self saying that if she was her mother she wouldn't have spanked him so hard yeah
2: she would have shown him love she would
0: have shown him that love that he desperately needed things would be different (laughs) what universe yeah is someone
1: like that living in because it's not this present i mean i I get that we're already living in the upside down but no really what the hell that's almost like when the pandemic first started and remember all the celebrities came together with that black and white video and saying thing or lip sync to something like um This is that
0: energy. This is those vibes. Times
1: 10. Yeah. Times 10. Because
0: this isn't even about black people or white people. This is about everybody on the planet. And she's like,
1: well, what if if he
2: just had a Step aside.
1: (laughs) I've got it. it. And it's always to white dictators, too. I mean, a dictator is a dictator. But, you know, I've seen some of the sentiments that I've seen about Putin floating around in the United States media. We're not extended to Saddam Hussein Mm, or Kim Jong-un. You know, so I think if, it's very telling. If Kim
2: just,
0: if Kim Jong Un just had, you know, had a little bit more love in his life, <laughs> if, if I could have reached it, on that tall cookie shelf and got him a cookie when he needed it.
1: And it's the fact that she it did this poem. You all said to his younger. Oh, it's a poem. Song. Yes, it's a poem. As it if, rhymes. No, I. Wh- where are you sending this to me at, for uh, I, Jordan? Are you sending this to me after the show? I can send it
2: to you right now if you want. Um but it is.
1: <laughs> I don't want to take up too much time. I just, I have not been online all day today because I've been trying to protect can, my you, you can, yeah.
0: we can We can hit Sean with the first 10 seconds maybe, right? Oh, boy. Let's do 10 seconds. Uh, the first Can we, can we screen seconds. share and hit him with the first? I guess first so. uh,
2: I was like, I just don't want to hear this, but uh, it, if if you are so inclined, I guess you should see her. I think that. You should see her too, yeah. Probably helps. Um, oh, here we go. Okay,
1: I saw this still. I saw that. I didn't know who this was. Okay. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. never stories <gasps> What would the is the world. this? Mars. Before our eyes of pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If, oh, and it's, was it's, your it's mother, I'm sorry, it's, you you all 34. see the statue, the, the Buddha so statue over her shoulder. Oh yeah, Enjoy oh yeah. Well, she she, it's she very got some tough. uh art. So nice. <laughs> that the little boy you must I've seen all I need to see. Thank you very much. <laughs> <And this formulation laughs> very telling quickly taught.
2: all sincerity, like, right? Like means she's it. delivering that with her chest. She means every word of that. Uh and, and so what what's her, her name?
1: So I could say for the biggest level or whatever, the highest level oh, of Caucasian. It's
2: oh, it's Anna Lynn McCord.
1: Annalyn McCord, okay.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I got shorts so, in the winter,
1: Shorts in, yeah. in the winter, hands in the hair, yeah. and Annalyn right. McCord.
2: <laughs> right. What what is driving Miss Daisy on that scale <laughs> of caucasity?
1: Oh, scale of caucasity I would say I personally I would put Driving Miss Daisy as a film. Uh Hands and hair, okay. okay. Hands and hair. Uh, it wasn't extreme enough to be Annalyn McCord because there was no. I guess if, if they would have had <laughs> Miss Daisy do uh, a monologue at the end, you know, uh, yeah. you know, and it also was not as passive as shorts in the winter. Because shorts in the winter, I look yeah. at is like that's directly, you know, like that's your business. Like it's very caucasic, mm-hmm. caucasious, but that's yours and <laughs> yours to, to handle. Hands and the hair right. is now affecting the both of us. It's also an invasion. Yep. It's also an act of violence, much like Miss Daisy's tone and her choice oh. of wording to mm-hmm. her, uh, mm-hmm. to the help in her life. So I'd say hands and hair. That's where I put the film.
2: Cameron, what about you? As you take a sip of water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I rate this movie. A, no. Um, this movie is definitely touching my hair for sure. I also don't think it's like full Annalyn McCord, just like completely oblivious to all the problems in the world um Mm -hmm. and the movie isn't oblivious I won't say that it's like completely acting in a vacuum but it thinks it knows more than it really does and I feel like that's the same energy that people have when they're like
2: what's your hair feel like and you're like you know better
0: what do you why would you even
1: (laughs) know the worst
2: man I had a a real dystopian uh (laughs) (laughs) just about like one of those vr apps oh you just got to touch i know where you're
0: going
1: (laughs) it's an app to touch black people's hair in private you know that's that's gonna someone's working on that right now yep (laughs) i actually studied you
2: you just get to do it in the privacy of your own home yeah you know so you you can actually feel what it feels
0: like (laughs) yeah uh <laughs> haptic, haptic, I'm gonna, advanced haptics in this <laughs> VR.
2: I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna go out by myself on this limb. I'm gonna give this movie Anna Lynn wow. Really? And the reason I'm gonna do that is not necessarily the movie in and of mm-hmm. itself, but the legacy of the movie. You are right. I think about that reaches that for me. The fact that this movie is basically the reason that Spike didn't win for Do the Right Thing, right? The reason that this movie, like, Reverberates out so that 25 years later we have that crazy woman uh on a blog talking about spike lee show me your pulitzer prize and you know all this other stuff where they've got this this crazy energy right like they get real puffed up for these movies <laughs> i always have a real question about what it is that is being defended when people defend these films right like somebody asked me recently just about the title of the show right like oh you know are are you scared that you know white people won't save you like is that incendiary do you think white people are going to be upset Mm. about that and i'm like if they are i would question why right like i would question like what is it about what we're talking about in these movies specifically that you feel that you have to defend right because Mm. like driving miss daisy (laughs) however you want to feel about it art is subjective I didn't think this was a good movie, right? right? Like I did not think this was a good film, right? I can see why people would think it's
1: a good movie.
2: Sure. Yes. Right. And I can see why white people specifically would think it's a good movie because again, it is a movie that makes you feel good about a certain time and place because it removes all the things that you had to feel bad about in that specific time and place. So if you're able to look at the past and history, with all the bad things removed, of course it's good. You know what I mean? Of course you can feel good about it. Of course you can be... I don't know if white people are Miss Daisy specifically, but maybe they're, you know, bully or whatever. And you can say, oh yeah, like, that, that was a time when there were some bad people who were doing bad things and made black people's lives hard, but I wasn't one of them, and my grandmother wasn't one of them, and you know, like, down the line, even though we say this all the time, where do you think your family's money came from? Probably from a plantation. But it's just wild to think that this movie specifically is given all of this praise and all of these accolades when it's like, it's fine at best. Right. Mm-hmm. Like at, at most you could say it's all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not terribly offensive in the ways that green book or the help or, you know, a lot of these other movies are, but the fact that it gets held up to such a high standard when it's well, just fine. okay. And yeah. And the Spike Lee of it all, right? Like the fact that again, do the right thing. One of the most seminal films in film history, not yeah, not just, even just you know Spike Lee's canon or like you know black movies, but like movies. Mm-hmm. Like you know that was a moment, and it was stolen away for driving for this the movie. It was <laughs> it's so gross, it's so disgusting. So that that's another added level of violence. For yeah, me I hear that. that. I'm like, I can't, I can't necessarily just like. Let this movie slide, and I think that's you know probably. Am I watching this movie from that critical lens and like judging it on those merits? Probably. You we will not gonna, have it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. Oh, okay, yeah, we could do that, but I'm not gonna say that I was coming in objectively. It probably was like. We
0: will not have it. <laughs> I said we will not have it. Talk.
2: But yeah, you know, like I, I think that there's 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 certain levels to things, and I and I just couldn't come at this movie. You know, from a from a uncritical lens, because of all the things that it represents. Um Going into our our recommendations, I will lead off and just say you should watch "Do the Right yeah, Thing." Yeah, yeah. You should watch. You should watch "Driving Miss Daisy" and "Do the Right Thing." You should have back. a double feature, oh. one thousand percent. And then say how you really oh. feel about both of those movies, because I don't think you can see them simultaneously. Yeah, like you were saying, Char. Like imagine. Be in the academy, having seen both of those films, and saying, "Yeah, no, that one. That's the one that I think is not only the better movie, but the best movie I've seen all year this year." <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you can nominate for performances. You can do all that other stuff. You can nominate. That would for the have screenplay, made more sense. Cetera, that kind of stuff beta. is fine. Okay. That's actually like totally legitimate because
0: I I think even though the movie is like, like you said, I think it is perfectly fine. I think it's like a B. I think it's a solid B. Like if I'm being objective about it, it looks nice. Some of the stuff that impressed me was like the fact that the whole town was like, they they did like shots of this whole town looking like the fifties, you know? Like they just yeah, what filter
1: was that? Multiple blocks. <laughs>
0: yeah. They had the, the cars everywhere. They had like, you know, usually you get like a block. You get maybe a storefront, but they did like m- swaths of blocks. Whole town looked like this.
2: And for only $7.4 million. Right? Dollars, so. I,
0: I was impressed. I was impressed by that. And yeah. the performances are good. Like it's a solidly acted movie. Yeah. But I think it does lean a little into caricature sometimes. Oh, if yeah. I'm being honest, like,
2: I mean, that's that's Morgan Freeman's
0: whole his, performance. Right.
1: It's his whole doing, <laughs> He's man. A Magical Negro. He knew what he was yeah. doing. He knew what he was doing.
0: He was like, "I'm gonna turn this he up did. for these white people. They will love me." Yeah. <laughs> and there's like...
1: there still was no reason for Esther Roll's character to die. There's no there reason. No.
0: I know. But there's... actually, I will say my suggestion stars Esther Roll. Oh. Uh, I was gonna say you should watch uh, Down in the Delta.
1: Oh, I said with mm. Alfred Woodard.
0: With Alfred Woodard, yeah, Which is I a movie see. about. It's not necessarily about racism, but it is about like black family life and.
1: I think that was yep. Esther's last project before it she is. passed away.
0: It's her last project, and it's uh, Maya Angelou's only directorial uh, effort.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know but that.
0: She, I think she
1: wrote the screenplay. I'm not sure. Wow. Uh, I'm surprised Oprah yeah. wasn't somewhere in there.
0: Uh, right? I'm
1: just saying. <laughs> Maya um, Angelou.
0: No, she didn't write the screenplay. But it is directed by Maya Angelou, and directed with mm-hmm. like heart. Like, it's a really yeah. heartfelt film. You can actually like feel the performances. These things feel real, even though like some of them do exist in caricature a little bit. Like, you know, her, where is her- it
1: streaming, Cameron? I don't. Is it a bit? I don't think I don't, it is. I this is a tough one to find. It. I find it.
0: Um, yeah
1: it's another one i gotta buy for 2.99
0: i think you gotta buy it for 2.99 but i think you will (laughs) definitely definitely love this movie i think it's a really smart movie and it's a really um heartfelt movie because it actually i've seen it i
1: just don't remember it i saw it a a while ago i just Mm -hmm. don't remember because it came out during that era of a lot of black movies like stella and waiting to excel like around Around that, I 100%. think it's after it. I that's think ninety-eight. It was, yeah.
0: You're right. That's like ninety-eight, which is soul this year, food, this
1: all of that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And Esther role yep. plays a woman who is suffering from uh, Alzheimer's disease in that movie, mm. and that's better—a be- way better performance of senility, senility yeah. than Jessica Tandy, the Oscar winner. But I'm not going to go. I'm not. We're not doing it. We're not doing <laughs> it. We're not pitting. Well,
2: we're look, not pitting we're, people we're gonna up against each other. We don't do that. We're going to give Esther. <laughs> yes because you know she she is up there is one of the greats and deserves the respect she actually does more deserve more the respect dying shucking peas
0: they tried to they tried to put her out on that you know we gotta we
2: gotta lift her up yeah can you imagine her reading the script and getting <laughs> to that part and being like and she was like this will to put a house on my house <laughs> Yeah, she was like, "There's another zero, right?" Put another zero on I check, and I'll do it. Because and
1: it was so <laughs> abrupt. There was no like lead up of yep. she got sick. It was just abrupt. She just she watched really just, TV. you're she,
0: right. She is just watching TV, yeah. and then all of a sudden, oh, it's my time.
2: Yep, <laughs> blood pressure was too high. Uh, <laughs> just working for days dealing with yeah. all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Shar, uh, do you have any movies you would recommend?
1: Oh. Any movies in this vein? Well, you all have talked about The Help. You have talked about Green Book, and we're talking like race movies, yeah, right? Sure. I mean, it, it could, could be, be but, yeah. but
2: if there's just a movie, you're just like, here's like, if you have to watch a movie, like, instead I'm of Driving Miss you know, Daisy, Driving Miss Daisy. I
1: I can't think of anything right now that I'd recommend. That's fair. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. That's
2: fine. Well, I know I know you're you're heavy into Euphoria. So oh, so I you're talking like, about it you know, in general, just.
0: just it could be it could yeah, be yeah. space jam it could be anything that just makes you feel yeah. better oh, than
1: <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking I'm like okay y'all I didn't come that intellectual on, on the slave play. I've been watching Euphoria uh this Euphoria's season. Euphoria this season. It it is it's quite interesting and so is some of the discourse around it that I, that I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. Um what else am I watching? Oh my gosh, I don't You know what it is as as horrible and uh and and What's the word that I'm looking for? It, it exploits these two people, but I've been tuning in is Pam mm. and Tommy on Hulu just to kind of I keep wanna watch up, that. Yeah. Just to kind of keep up with everything. Cause I didn't know some of the backstory. I, I like sure. it kind of, sure. it, it, it kind of toes a line in a Ryan Murphy vein of okay. American crime story, but yeah. I, American crime story is better. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, those are just, I mean, I'm all over the place. I just finished inventing Anna on on Netflix, which okay. is so bad that it's good, uh, you just gotta <laughs> stick with it. Um, I saw yeah. the first
0: episode of that. I thought it was kind of wild.
1: Yeah. Oh, it it gets it gets wilder and wilder, my friend. Okay. And okay. so yeah, I'm I'm literally just kind of all over the place with my TV. I do know that I need to do a better job. Something about the damn pandemic that is like, how are you an entertainment journalist and you're not really watching anything? But I feel like a <laughs> sensory overload sometimes with TV. So That's I very right. I've been reading books and listening to podcasts. Like, it's a lot, but it, it's hard, do you know. It. When your job is to talk about these things, and you know, mm-hmm. oh, and I like Abbott Definitely. Elementary. I've been watching that too. And always,
0: always a space to uh, yeah to promote that show to talk about that show. Cause...
1: Love Abbott Elementary. It's a breath I'm, of fresh I'm air. I'm waiting for that season
2: two yeah. announcement. ABC. I don't know what's holding you up, but you need to go ahead and just green light season two. season season yeah. Three just do it. Season you, have, you have a cash
0: yeah. cow in your hands. Like actually, I was watching. I. Literally, used, that was my palate cleanser off of this movie. I watched the last one.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep.
0: And I was just like, I was just thinking to myself, it was like, Ava in two, season two and three is going to be a real problem. <laughs> because I feel like they're going to Michael Scott her, which is like Michael Scott was like lovably dumb. Yeah. And yeah. then like he just became a problem. He just became a monster I of hate idiocy. School. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah <I hate> <laughs> You know, it's, I leave it like when
0: the, the last bell is when I leave. I was like, Oh my God.
1: And they have <laughs> so much to work with, with when they, when they showed that example, well, that one episode of the art teacher coming in, yes. I just see they have so yep. much room to work with guest stars coming in at uh, oh, whether yeah. it's someone's yes. mom for parent teacher conference or. Well, we already saw Orlando in. Jones playing. Um, Which was perfect casting. He looks perfect just like casting. him. They yep. didn't
0: even try. It was like, it's right there. Someone He's already on, funny.
1: Someone on Twitter wrote out a treatment saying Tashina Arnold should guest star and do oh, one of those please. breaks that, mm. you know, while she's talking to Chris, I, I still call him Chris, do one of those breaks that say, like, boy, yeah. I could be your mama and then look in the camera. <laughs> I think that would be cute.
0: We need that. We need that. For the, for the culture, we need that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that, that those are some of the things that, that I'm watching when when I get a chance to nowadays. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All of those, yeah. I think, are great. So, I think, I think this has been... A fantastic episode. I'm so, so glad that you're able this to come on great. and talk with us about this. Um, please tell everybody what you got going on, where they can find you online, what you got coming
1: up. Uh, well, I, I like to keep what I have coming up under wraps until ink is, until nice. ink is dry. I have a lot in the works. I'm juggling yeah. a lot of balls. They're all in the air right now, though. Okay. But, you know, if you want to keep up with me or or come talk to me, I don't bite. I'm Char Says So everywhere. And that's char with an s, not a c. And that says so. Mm. So many people does do char say so. It's char says <laughs> so. And so yeah, I'm there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. So come on for the ride.
0: <laughs> very cool. Very yeah. cool. Cam, what you got um, coming out? I, I want to talk, but <laughs> people ain't done. So. Um. All right. I got some movies out. Maybe (laughs) we got some short films in the (laughs) cooker and at various festivals. But if you ain't at that festival, you kind of don't know about it. But um, if you're Mm, if you are a person who is associated with film festivals and you happen to catch a glimpse of something called Fernie and Luca, I'm in that. Um. I got another short coming out. Should be done in April. I just talked to the director, so that's cool. Um, and some commercials, so I might be on your TV or your Instagram nice. very soon. Nice. Uh,
2: tell people where they oh can yes. find you on and this, they can on find me this.
0: at uh, the Blipster eleven thirty eight. That is the Blipster one one three eight. That's Instagram and uh, Twitter.
1: I want to know but, the meaning behind that screen name, but we can talk later. We can talk about it. We can talk about it later. <laughs> and I'm Jordan Clark.
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSosa18, J-R-S-O-S-A-1-8. I'm going to keep saying it, and one day <laughs> I won't have to edit it out the episode. I... <laughs> For the third week. <laughs> I am taking part in the DC Comics Milestone Initiative, which is a whole program for creators of color, you know, getting us into these spaces where we're going to be able to work with the Milestone characters, but then also hopefully, you know, moving into working on all of the DC properties and, you know, advancing us in this this comics industry and comics career. So Mm. that's part of that. I also have other comics work coming out that I hopefully will be able to speak about in more depth soon. But... If you want to keep it up with us, you can reach us at white underscore pod on Twitter. You can also reach out to us at whitepeoplewon'tsaveyoupod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts, movies that we should watch, revisions that you have. We keep getting random spam emails, which is always fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would love to get your emails. So reach out to us. Let us know what, what we should watch next. Um, but that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see Peace. you next week. Bye. You can't
0: save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us we don't want to be saved can't save us we don't want to be safe can't save us
1: we don't want to be safe
2: can't save us
0: we don't want to be saved